Is your Shopify store ready for the biggest selling season of the year? Bold Commerce has some of the best apps to use during the holiday season to increase the size of almost all your orders. Maybe you're looking to run store-wide sales with countdown timers. Boom! Bold Discounts will run your scheduled promos with just a few clicks. No coupon codes required. Or maybe you're looking to maximize average order value. You can count on Bold Upsell, Bold Motivator, and Bold Bundles. With Bold Upsell, you can offer product upgrade cross-sales or complimentary products as free gifts. With Bold Bundles, you can boost average order value by bundling a few products or an entire collection so that your customers can mix and match items to get a discount. Hey, when was the last time you made an online purchase and saw a message like, spend 15 more dollars for free shipping? With Bold Motivator, you can do that same thing and more. Offer free shipping, free product, or even a percentage off the entire order. The best part is it's geolocated so it only shows offers in relevant countries. Pick and choose which apps are best for you, or use them all to boost conversion and average order value. With free bold apps for 14 days, there's no excuse not to try and boost your sales this holiday season. To get this special offer as an unofficial Shopify podcast listener, go to boldcommerce.com slash Kurt. That's boldcommerce.com slash K-U-R-T. What's the number one customer support request you get? I bet it's, hey, where's my order? My friends at Ventov, Makers of SEO Meta Manager have a solution for this. It's called Order Lookup, and it lets customers look up their orders, right, good name, with either their email or order number, reducing the order inquiries you get in your inbox. We use it on our own high-volume Shopify Plus client stores like Hoonigan and Yvonne Stells to provide real-time order info to customers with a fully customizable order lookup page so you can keep that thing on brand. And hey, if you're a dropshipper, it even works with ePacket. You can get a seven-day free trial when you search Order Lookup in the App Store. Today on the Unofficial Shopify Podcast, we're discussing... My new favorite t-shirt. Okay, yes, I have another favorite t-shirt I've acquired as your host, Kurt Elster. And I'm joined today by Adam Greenberg, who's one of the founders and the CEO, uh, CMO of One Bone, which is a size-inclusive brand for the hard-to-fit man. I did not realize I was hard-to-fit, but being barrel-chested really makes t-shirts fairly hard to find. And I was uh, recording a, a panel for, uh, I believe it was Shopify, with Mr. Adam Greenberg. And I, I made this joke, and he said, I'll, I'll send you a shirt. It, it'll fit. And he asked me a couple questions, sent me a couple shirts. And sure enough, they fit extraordinarily well. And they were really premium. And I started looking at the brand. And I thought, this is really nice. And then I downloaded their app. And I thought, well, this is really nice. And then I discovered that they have a community around this. And so I, I quickly... Uh, pulled the thread on the sweater and discovered that there's a story behind Adam's One Bone brand. And it's interesting. It is a size-inclusive brand for the hard-to-fit man, which I think uh, somewhat unusual even now in 2021. It's, the I think, the, the first such brand we've had on this show anyway. Uh, so I'm happy to have this gentleman here to talk us through how, in the last three and a half years, he has built... A, a successful business that really sells uh, quite quite the quality premium product. Adam, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure to re-meet you digitally. Yeah, and yes. uh, 
Yeah, it's it's been an amazing journey for uh, myself and and my three other partners in One Bone, and we we hit the ground running about three and a half years ago, uh, or you know even before that to sort of set up what the brand will be, what the product will be, etc. Um, but the reason why this all started was because they saw me, and by they I mean my partners Sam, Matt, and Michael. Um, they saw me at an event. And, uh, you know, to backtrack two years prior to that, I started custom making my own t-shirts because I was DJing and touring, uh, all of North America in t-shirts that weren't fitting great. So I, I literally went to a fabric store, went to a, a friend's mom who was a seamstress and she started custom making my own t-shirts. And when, you know, my, my buddies saw me at this event they were like, where'd you get your t-shirt? I said, I made it myself. And they had uh, extensive uh, experience in the fashion industry. They started out in women's plus size clothing 35 years ago. And it just sort of clicked with them that there was obviously this, this hole in the market um, that needed to be filled. So three and a half years ago, you're, you're performing on stage as a DJ. Yeah. Yes. And you wanted to wear, you wanted a t-shirt that looked good, that fit well, and you couldn't find one. And so the solution was, hey, I bet I could just get my own T-shirt made. You went, you found a fabric you liked. You found uh, a seamstress in a friend's mom, so you you knew this person. And what was different about the shirt? It was like tailored to you. A, it was tailored to me. B, it was fabric that I found was you know stronger and more durable, almost you know like stage clothing, ready for performance and. Um, not not necessarily performance in the gym, you know, uh, but performance on stage, sweating a lot because giving a ton of energy. And uh, so something that could, you know, hold the sweat well, uh, something that just looked good at all times. And most importantly for me was something that I could tell people to put, everybody put your hands up in the air and my belly. And my, that's right. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, the, my belly and my butt crack wasn't exposed. So I made that's the, the worst. Yeah, exactly. So I made the t-shirts a lot longer uh, than a normal t-shirt would have been. And it also came from going into a mall or going into a, you know, a trendy store and, and just literally feeling stuff that I knew I would love to wear, but I was just sort of out of the size range that would be at a, at a normal store in the mall. So uh, yeah, it led to me creating my own shirt that I was just wearing. And uh, and then little did I know or care. I didn't care to make this a solution for more people. I was just really looking to solve it for myself. And then, uh, like I said, my partners sort of, you know, identified the uh, the gap in the market and with their experience made me realize that there are plenty of other guys that are going through this same exact situation and my partners being smaller fellas, uh, they expressed the same frustration by going into a mall and trying something on and it didn't really fit all that well. So we realized it wasn't just for the big and tall man. You know, we, we go with the hashtag big and all and uh, it's size inclusive and it's just it's for the hard to fit man like yourself that I believe you're wearing a size large uh, or in, in our brand, a size minus one. A size minus one. I saw exactly. That on the so, you know, it's, it's something that you probably wouldn't have thought to yourself, like, oh, I'm wearing, you know, t-shirts that aren't fitting me too hot until you try on a t-shirt that actually fits well. Yes. Well, now I knew t-shirts were a struggle 
to yeah. get to to find one that fits what like you're barrel chested six feet tall so you get the issue where like you reach up and suddenly it's like they're either too big or they're too short or they're like tight in weird places yeah and they're like there's always it's always like you know pick two of the three aspects of this that you want to fit right exactly yeah when you're just you know when you when you're outside of average proportions as defined by garment retailers yeah you always um, have to sacrifice something you know if if it fits right in the midsection then the sleeves are going to be like huge and baggy if the sleeves are fitted then it's probably tight on your body and a little bit shorter in length if yes. it's longer in length then it's probably too wide on your you know so like you're always trying to like mix and match and find maybe an over shirt to wear over a t-shirt because maybe you're a little bit less comfortable with the way it's fitting so we try to minimize any sacrifice from the look and feel of the t-shirt, which now we see has just had such a an improvement on our guys' confidence and comfort on a daily basis. It's just, it's been exceptional. To when see. I was wearing those one bone shirts, I was like, wow, well, I feel, I feel cool. Yeah. It's like these, like it's a modern fit. It looked good. I, I was thrilled. And I did not realize that this was like a problem I was experiencing until I went with you put on one of these shirts and it's yeah. pretty good. So you're, you were wearing one of these for performance. You're these friends yes. who are in the garment industry and they saw it and went and they immediately recognized it as not typical. Didn't they? Where they're like, where'd you get that buddy? They, buddy. I mean, I, again, I didn't realize that like my t-shirt was standing out until, you know, I would go and I would perform and I would have buddies who were DJs as well that were, uh, wearing a t-shirt and, and asking me, Hey, where'd you get your t-shirt? And I said, I made it myself. So it, it was starting to kind of resonate. It was starting to, you know, I was starting to kind of grasp that I was doing something a bit cooler, but again, it wasn't until they saw it on me and it, it really made it click for me. I was like, Whoa, they have so much experience in the fashion industry. They, they saw it right away, you know? And I think even at the time I was probably wearing the t-shirt with a button up shirt open, you know? but it was a significantly longer cut and it had the scoop on the side. So it was flowing with the dress shirt as opposed to like against it. And I guess it just, it was a look that, yeah, sort of stood out. Okay. And so they saw it. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly they're your business partners and you are selling these t-shirts on the internet. What? Where's the in-between there? I mean, had you ever sold, had you engaged in entrepreneurial endeavors? Obviously like promoting yourself, selling yourself as a, a performer, musician, DJ, yeah, that's there are parallels there. There definitely are parallels. Uh, the the most significant parallel is that you're creating something, whether it's a T-shirt, whether it's music, whether it's a video, whether it's uh, a watch, a shoe, a slipper, or whatever. Uh, you're creating something that hopefully a collective of people will get behind and feel good about, and when they consume it again, whether a song or a T-shirt makes them feel better about themselves, makes, makes their day easier, makes, you know, so it was that sort of parallel that fit for me, um, with regards to that in between of, okay, they saw me and here we are now with the brand and the in between for them happened, you know, the 30, 35 years prior with their own trials and tribulations of the fashion industry and learning, you know, all the ropes of production and manufacturing and logistics and quality control and, and all of these things that they came to the table ready with. And I came with the community building aspect and the marketing. And it just, 
it sort of allowed us to really hit the ground running where most, uh, let's say, startup Shopify stores or entrepreneurs will go through these trials and tribulations as they're trying to figure it out. From a marketing and community side, you know, I had 10 to 12 years under my belt. And from a production and logistics side, they had about 35 years of experience and, and mistakes that were made and huge wins. So when we launched the brand, you know, it wasn't as though we were going in with first day problems. We were ironed out already because we had the 15 years plus experience. Um, and that it's sort of allowed us to shape it from the beginning. So you have you have not one business partner, you have multiple business partners. How do you feel about it? I have business partners, a pro business partner, but I also had a bad business partner experience. Um, and other people have as well. What are your th- thoughts and feelings there? Though I suppose so, you can't really be like, no, those guys suck. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I'm very happy to say that they do not suck. Uh, oh, excellent. <laughs> No, my listen, we have uh, you know, I'm I'm basically the long lost brother because I'm partners with two brothers and a father. So it's really a family business dynamic. Um and and you know, I'm like the cousin or the brother and we we've been friends for a long time. Um so I think that works in our favor and sometimes works, you know, it makes the arguments even more exciting because you have that sort of brotherly connection, whether they are actual brothers or between myself that, you know, we're just really close friends. Um, but I think that for us, uh, you know, one bone wouldn't have been something that I would have done on my own because I didn't care to do it for, for anyone but myself. And one bone wouldn't have been something that they would have done because they didn't have, you know, my side of the table you know, they could have eventually found it and whatever, but I think it was just a perfect sort of symphony. And between the four of us, we really have this amazing synergy and and debates amongst one another because we have a great variety between, let's call it like the dreamers and the reality. Uh, and, you know, so their father is really the ground. Michael is like, you know, the... Uh, basically like the dad in the Wolf of Wall Street. I don't know if you've ever seen it, but like basically like keeping us under control and and keeping uh, everything, you know, from a sustainable factor and just making sure that we're making the right business decisions. Obviously now with three and a half years under our belt, we, we have learned to fly on our own. Uh, Matt is, you know, in charge of production and he is like the second level of ground. He's like closer to dream but on a grounded level, I'm right in the middle. And then uh, my partner, Sam, uh, is the absolute dreamer. He is always coming up with ideas. He's you know on the moon already, and we're just trying to make it there uh, and catch up with him. And it's all of our jobs to pull one another up from the ground and pull one another down from the moon, you know, and we create so this really good balance. It sounds like what what helps to make it work is you have differing but overlapping skill sets and viewpoints. So you could fill in the gaps for each other, but you're yeah. all speaking the same language. And because there's a family dynamic that, well, you essentially got roped into here, uh, <laughs> but it, it was open and honest communication. Yeah. Like you're just more, I think you're, you're more likely to be yourself, your, your honest, real self with, in, with siblings, with family than probably in, in a, a professional 
aspect. And that could be good, bad, depends on the situation. Um, but in this case, it, things have seemed to have worked out. A lot of, ser- a lot of serendipity here. Um, Big time. Yeah. Th- there's there's a there's a good there's a good balance and i think i think that's an important thing you know i i listen to a ton of podcasts including the unofficial shopify podcast on a regular basis hit hit some sort of air horn or, yeah exactly um so i i listen to many many podcasts about businesses and startups and people's entrepreneurial journeys and i think uh, a huge topic of conversation is finding that right business partner and for us it, it, serendipity is the correct word. It just happened for us where I think it's, it's a crucial thing. If you have your skill sets, it's very tough to do it on your own and not, you know, bounce ideas off one another and not also not be checked on your ideas. You know, if, if you're just going to run with whatever thing comes to mind, you may not be uh, able to create a sustainable business. So it's really, it's a cool experience uh, for us and, you know, it's growing every day and we're learning each other uh, more and more every day, even though we have a great, you know, friendly background. So uh, it, it's, it's really cool. I, I think I recommend trying to find that perfect person that you could work with, um, but also look for an opposite, you know, don't look for someone that's just like you because, you don't need another version of yourself. You need the person to fill your skill gaps, you know? Yes. No, absolutely. Yeah. I think the the hardest part, so you had you had the idea and it came out of a pain or problem in your own life. Then you had uh, friends turned business partners who were able to recognize this as a business idea and had the resources to tell to go. I mean, they, they, made, they were garment manufacturers. They were go, hey, we can make that. And if we can yeah. make that, well- can we sell it? And so like, that's the part you really lucked out on because manufacturing the product is the part that really scares the heck out of me. Yeah. Um, same. That's the, yeah, that's <laughs> Still. The, the early, I think early on, especially with a physical good, that's like the really, the really risky thing. And so for you, you're really able to, to defang that portion of it. But then the next part is get people to buy it. When the brand first launches, you know, or, you said, hey, we were able to develop this inclusive community. Um, but you didn't have a community really before. And there's the brand is meaningless, you know, until you breathe life into it. So when the brand launches, what does that look like? What products does it launch with? How do you get the word out? So, you know, that's that's definitely another uh, chapter of the in-between. And before the brand was launched, uh, you know, I'm a radio host here in Montreal. So the fact well, that, that helps. I- yeah, it does, but you know, it, it more so just helped from a from a validity standpoint. You know, I was reaching out to like bigger uh, guys in the big and tall space. That anyone that was using the hashtag big and tall, and uh, you know, myself and Sam, we were reaching out to a lot of people in the beginning before the brand was launched, um, just to see if they had these similar pain points, and they did. And the next thing that was followed up is like, listen, I'm not sure when this is going to be happening, but we are working on a brand that I think would solve a lot of these problems for us. When we launch, would it be cool if we sent you a t-shirt for you to try and just get your feedback? And everyone, you know, who, who's going to say no to that? Um, so while my partners were really doing the heavy research in terms of like the actual gaps in the market and like what is actually needed... 
I was more so, you know, doing the community outreach uh, and building a little bit of a community before we launched the brand. And then when we launched it, you know, it was uh, mid-June or end of June 2018. And by that time, we had even sent a couple of t-shirts before so that when we launched it, people could already be posting that they got their t-shirts and they tried it and it's amazing. And it, it just created a little bit of social proof right from the jump. We launched with, you know, I think at that time it was four cuts of a t-shirt. So our scoop, our high-low, our v-neck, and our pocket, which are still staples in the One Bone uh, brand today, as well as a long sleeve. And we just launched in like three or four different colors. And, you know, when you launch a brand, it's not like the floodgates are open and people are just coming in and buying nonstop. It's first day, one order. Second day, zero orders, third day, two orders, fourth day, zero, you know, and, and it just builds like that. And, uh, that I think that's how you have to start. You have to start organic in the first 10 months. We didn't even run a single Facebook ad. We just were organic. We were just reaching out. We were DM warriors. We would message, you know, a hundred to 200 to 300 people a night, comment on people's Instagram posts, uh, interact with the community because, more more than you know wanting to sell t-shirts for myself especially being a big and tall guy i was very happy to find a community that i was now a part of and helping uh really bring to the forefront in terms of representation and in terms of just making everybody feel comfortable in in what they're wearing and how they feel on a daily basis when did that that the size inclusive aspect of it occur to you um, it, it occurred in the beginning, but we were like, you know what? It's a big and tall brand. The, the big man is considered first. Um, and, and let's focus on that. That's our niche. That's where we want to be. That's who we believe has the biggest problem. Um, and then in speaking, you know, to a few retailers and again, also the fact that my partners are not plus size guys, um, they, they were like, well, we're making like the best shirt from what we think, you know, based on things that we felt and tried, but we can't even wear it, you know, and uh, a few retailers that we were in touch with as well. They're like, listen, your t-shirts are definitely a level above. They feel amazing. They wash incredibly well. They snap back to shape. They're stretchy, but that, you know, they sit well on the bottom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're telling us all the things that we hopefully knew because that's what we plan to do. Uh, they're like, I think, I think the smaller sizes need this t-shirt as well. So five or six months into launching the brand, we, we announced that we were size inclusive. Um, and we then realized that there are so many hard to fit men that are not just in the, you know, six foot, 300 pound and up club. It's, it's guys who are five, seven, one ninety, And, uh, they also have a hard time finding a t-shirt that fits. So it, that's, that's when it happened. It's like about five or six months into us launching the brand. And I think that was important as well, because we established ourselves as a big and tall brand first, that was including all sizes. We weren't, uh, uh, you know, a regular fit uh, brand that is also including the big men. We're big men first, um, and then size inclusive after that. So you have now. I'm still missing something on this product launch here. We Tell have me. you sent out some samples. Yeah. So you had some 
some social proof, some pre-launch content. Yes. And then you announce it. Is this via social media, newsletter, paid promo? All social media. I don't even know if we were doing email marketing in the beginning. You know, we, we're really amateurs in the e-com Shopify space. I, you know, we learned this from the ground up. So, you know, of course we were acquiring people's emails as people were ordering, but really the push was follow us on Instagram, uh, send us an email if you have questions about sizing, but the, the hub was really Instagram. The hub was send us a DM. We want to speak to you. We want to help you with your size and your fit. And, you know, until our business like really scaled quite a bit, uh, you know, we were speaking to probably 90% of our customers. Now, even still, we're probably still speaking to about 75% of our customers, um, which obviously, you know, it's harder and harder to manage. It's, it's, you got to figure out how to scale that as well. But uh, it was such an important part of the process for us because we really were really just, you know, a bunch of bros who made this great t-shirt and what's ended up happening with this community that we've been building is like, they know and understand that, you know, I think with the um, abilities that we're able to have with regards to Shopify and e-com and and just having that really personal connection with your uh, customer is so special and so unique. You know, you all, you all want that feeling of going into your favorite restaurant and them saying like, Hey, Kurt, happy to see you, you know, welcome back. Should I order the same thing you got last time? You know, that, that sort of like cheers, like, uh, you know, everybody knows your name. Um, that's something unique that we're able to create now with these online stores and these online communities is like every single person is not just, uh, you know, a credit card in a store. They, they all have a face, they all have a name, they all have an address, they all have, you know, so like there's, there's a lot of trust there um, that ends up being built with a D2C uh, e-com store and their customers, or literally we, we call them the one bone fam. Like it's, it's really uh, men, women alike, uh, everyone in between, everyone is welcome. And, and they feel that they feel like they're buying from a best friend as opposed to, you know, a no name brand or something that they just buy off the shelf in a store. Excuse me. Do you know where fourth street is? Yeah. Up here. Make right. Or, uh, no, make left. No, no, make right. Man, this person doesn't know what she's talking about. But you know who does know what they're talking about? Zipify Pages, the most powerful landing page and sales funnel builder on Shopify. All their templates are tested and proven by a $100 million e-commerce brand. So you know their stuff actually works. Finally, someone who knows what they're talking about. You can copy entire templates like opt-in pages, product pages, or holiday promos. Or use the drag and drop builder to create your own custom layouts. Then publish your pages directly onto your Shopify store. That means no plugins and no subdomains. So setup is easy and tracking is even easier. And you don't need a designer or developer. Plus all pages are optimized for mobile and built-in split testing helps you maximize your results. It's no wonder Zipify Pages is used by over 5,700 Shopify merchants. To start your 14-day free trial, Go to Zipify.com slash Kurt, that's Z-I-P-I-F-Y dot com slash K-U-R-T. And to get an unadvertised gift, email help at Zipify.com and ask for the Tech Nasty bonus. Tech Nasty.
you've mentioned I, I've heard community I think more times than I've heard brand here which yeah I'm sure we could check the transcript later <laughs> yeah uh but do you think you're building do you view yourself as building a brand or building a community uh I think I think they they go hand in hand I think that um you know, to build a brand, you need a community behind it. Um, you know, obviously you could create a community exclusive from, from being a brand, but at the end of the day, what, what is a brand? A brand is, uh, you know, a name, a product, a marketing message, uh, a customer service treatment, uh, you know, so like all of these things are nothing without our community. They're nothing without the people who invest um, in one bone to make them feel better and also to make them feel as though they're connecting with someone, you know, either across the country or, uh, you know, across the continent or across the world. It's really, uh, you know, our, our Instagram is heavily focused on UGC because that's the content that's most exciting for us is when we see and are speaking to all these guys and then they send us a picture of themselves in the shirt it's so rewarding and now that you know the brand has has taken off to a certain level and it's growing every day uh guys are super pumped when they're featured on our Instagram they're super fe- you know featured on our Instagram story or our website or in an email blast like it's a, it's a real level of pride because a lot of these guys thought that they would never, you know, be considered a model of any sort. And uh, these are the bodies that are getting the most amount of reaction. And, you know, we get the comments and, and it's really cool to see, especially as a big man, but, you know, in, in One Bone HQ, when we're sifting through comments and we're sifting through reviews and stuff like that, the amount of, you know, women and or men that are super attracted to these men in a one bone t-shirt uh, is just such a cool feeling. Because again, growing up as a big kid, you never think that your body is the thing that is like sexy, you know, you never think that, the, you know, for me, I never thought the, the girls were looking at me in any way, shape or form. So now seeing, you know, this big man representation and, and these women and men reacting and being like, Ooh, okay. Like I'm just here for the models, you know, that kind of thing. I think that that is a lot of fun, isn't it? It must be gratifying. It it's, it's gratifying. It's validating it. It's confidence booster a la max. And it's really, it's something special that I didn't think would ever be a part of like the big man's life is to feel really good and really sexy in our bodies. But that's what it's, you know, and, and I'm happily married for the past four years. And, and, and I was always shocked with my wife and like, really, you find this body sexy. And now with seeing what happens with the one bone community, it's like, oh yeah, well it makes sense. I'm sexy. I'm 6'3", 300 pounds. I'm a big guy, but this is, you know, starting to be the new sexy and, and it, it was the old sexy, but it's now starting to come to the forefront, which is really cool. It is cool. Yeah. Well, you must be proud. Definitely. When we talk about, so it sounds like when we talk about this community, it is you, you have Instagram, 
people are you're getting UGC user generated content. People are providing you with action shots like here's me in your product and they're yeah. happy to do it. And then you hold up the mirror. You're showing them in you know in stories, in posts, in newsletters and people react to that and then you attract more people into that community. And it it's creating it sounds like it's creating a feedback loop where you're just adding you're you're adding to this community of uh of qualified customers and brand ambassadors. That's exactly what it is. It's uh you know we on a daily basis we have guys reaching out you know how do I become an ambassador for your brand? How do I be a model on your you know on your Instagram? How do I be on your website and um I think these are guys who are reaching out um, without any expectations, without any expectations that like they're going to be responded to, that they're going to actually end up on our page. And um, it's so the opposite. You know, they, they reach out, hey man, here's an ambassador code. Go grab uh, some One Bone stuff for yourself. Simple. Just take a picture of yourself in One Bone and it will somehow, some way end up in the one bone space, you know, whether it's in an email, in an Instagram post, in a story, uh, you know, we do this thing called the biggest review of the week where, you know, we have tons of reviews on our website and we highlight one that is like the most creative and or funny and or meaningful. And uh, we read it at one bone HQ and we celebrate it. And uh, they get, you know, rewarded with uh, a certain amount of like loyalty points. And it, it, it's really to say it's cool, to say it's awesome is an understatement to see and hear these guys' stories. You know, we just read a biggest review of the week uh, a few weeks ago where, you know, it's a guy who reached out to us and he had a spinal cord injury. And so he was in a wheelchair and, you know, his his shape wasn't necessarily made for, uh, a t-shirt that you could buy in a mall. And he sent us a message and he said, you know, I've had such a hard time finding t-shirts. Could you help? You know, so our simple questions, height, weight, regular t-shirt size, and then we'll spit out the size you are in one bone. Um, he got the t-shirts. He sent us back this beautiful heartfelt message, you know, how he finally feels comfortable. He finally, you know, his wife loves the way he looks in them. And he sent us a video of him uh, out of his wheelchair working with uh, a physician or a, a physiotherapist or whatever, and him like standing up and like, you know, holding himself up. I think it was like for 35 seconds. And he's standing there and he's rocking one bone and he's just complete motivation. Like it's this guy, Charles, and he's just, it's just like you watch that and you see that and uh, whatever problems you may be going through on a daily basis. They're, they're never able to be matched up to somebody else's problems because our problems are are the greatest problems. Um, but it just, you know, is a major sign of motivation and inspiration for us to see these reviews and, and champion them. And then to see him react to the review and be like, oh my God, you read it at one, but you know, so like, it's just, it's just such a cool vibe, man. It is cool. And the yeah. fact that other people resonate with it too is, is great. It's, is what powers it. Yeah. Um, now when you started with this brand three yeah. and a half years ago, did you have e-commerce marketing experience? 
marketing, yes, because you know I was marketing, you know, myself as a DJ, um, and obviously, you know, being a radio host and and that kind of thing. Like, I had a lot of great experience with marketing firms and you know advertising and stuff like that. So I I had that kind of uh, experience, but it was really self-taught. It was really just the knowing and understanding, you know, even if I backtrack probably about 20 years, I was given the nickname T-Bone, which is, you know, obviously a a part of the reason why the name One Bone came to be. But, uh, at that time I was nicknamed T-Bone and my counselors really at summer camp, they just completely, um, basically branded me and marketed me at camp. And I was like, okay, you know, I understand. It was to the point where my name was supposed to be on my name tag, like at camp the next summer. And instead of being Adam Greenberg in the name tag, it was T-Bone, you know, because people at camp didn't know my real name. And so I sort of, I guess, got the understanding there. And so it's really just through life experience that you know and understand that marketing is really, you know, about psychology and and making people feel good um, and doing something that you know would want to be consumed. It's not necessarily uh, about your relationship to, let's say, the content or what the ad might be, but it's, it's, you know, how will people perceive your brand and will people feel good consuming it? That's such a good rule of thumb and practical, insane way to look at marketing. <laughs> yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, it, it it's not an oversimplification and it's so many people overlook that that aspect of it. It's like are you proud of this? Would you want to you consume this content? Yes, exactly. no. Exactly. And, and and the other thing about it is that um you know, marketing I think is is really just about building a relationship with whoever is on the other side. So, you know, if you're scrolling through Netflix, or you're scrolling through any streaming service and you stumble upon a title that you had never heard of before. And then you click in and it's a genre that you like, but you don't recognize any of the actors. You're probably not going to click it. You know, you're you're probably not going to watch it. But if you had heard of the movie title, or if you clicked in and you recognize one of the actors, then it's, it's a source of familiarity. It's like, the marketing did that job. The marketing of that huge sort of actor or celebrity is pushing you to uh, rent the movie or stream it, you know? Even more so, if your friend is somebody that you know and trust and believe in the, you know, references that they'll give you and the recommendations, then if they tell you, hey, Kurt, I saw this movie. Uh, it doesn't have any actors that you would recognize in it. It's hilarious. The title is X. You need to watch it. The likelihood of you watching that movie is very high. And the likelihood of you watching that movie and really enjoying it because your buddy enjoyed it is very high as well. And that's sort of the approach that we've taken with One Bone is like, we just... A, we want to be your buddy first. If you don't want to buy the t-shirt, that's cool. It's not why we're really here. We're here to, like you said, is it about a brand or is it a community? We're here to get to know you. We're here to be your buddy 
And it's not just to get you to buy a shirt. It's really because we are curious in people and their stories and the struggles that they've gone through and why, you know, they, they're looking for a different source of comfort and confidence. Um, and then if we build that relationship with you, and again, from a marketing standpoint, whether it's through DMs or they like our logo or they like our pictures on our website or they found a Facebook ad and it, it really resonated with them, then once they feel like they're a friend, which they actually become our friends, then they're definitely likely to buy a t-shirt and try it and more likely to enjoy it and also more likely to offer feedback and say, these were the things that I loved about the t-shirt, but also could you do this in the future? And it's like, yeah, we're definitely interested in taking all of your feedback because now you're a buddy, you know? So it's it, like you said, it's the, the marketing concept is like, it's a really big word, you know, especially for the startups and the entrepreneurs and, and the guys who, and girls who are trying to figure it all out. But it's really just about being friends with the people who you are, you know, looking to serve and, and solve a potential problem for. What's I love that sentiment. What does it scale? What's next for one bone? So I think it, I think it does scale, you know, uh, our business is scaling a lot. Um, and, and it's very exciting and, you know, the, the nuts and bolts are, are tight and then you, you keep going to that next level and they loosen up and you figure out how to tighten them up again. And, and so they're, they're pretty solid. Um, so I think that the necessary tools are out there to scale that mentality because we're, we're doing it, you know, uh, between the email marketing and, you know, like you mentioned, we have an app now. And so that has become a huge tool for us. Um, we have, you know, text outreach, our Instagram DMS are always crazy. So there, there are tools and ways for it to become scalable. You know, we, we've figured out customer service, um, like just solutions. We figured out automations. We figured out, uh, the way to scale the unscalable and, and do as much of that as possible. Um, so yes, it is scalable and there's so many tools out there that, that help it make it scalable. What are some of your favorite tools right now? For us, we're really trying to dive into our reporting as much as humanly possible on the back end. So we're, we're using better reports. I'm not sure if it's the best. I'm not sure if it's the worst, but it's doing what we need it to do. Um, in I terms- like it a lot. It, okay. is in, it is so powerful and so configurable that also makes it quite intimidating. Okay. They also were super helpful in the beginning. Yes. And it's been a while that I've reached out to them, but uh, it really, they they did a great job at like, okay, what do you need? And we said like, oh, well, we, we need this and this and this custom report. And they spit it out for us like very quickly. So I haven't reached out to them in a while, but they were super helpful in the beginning. Um, that was also, my experience again, as well. And that's yeah. how I, because I initially was like, I know this can do what I want. I have no idea how to do it. And I said, yeah. hey, this is what I'm trying to, and I think, they, I think there's an automation email they kick off that I replied to. And I'm like, yeah. well, this is what I'm trying to do. And I didn't really re- expect a response. And they were like, all right, we made that report. It's saved in there. Go. And then once yeah. I saw it, I'm like, okay, I could work backwards for this. I could figure this out. Exactly. Like you end up reverse engineering the stuff that they create for you. And then you save like a bunch of custom, uh, 
like, you know, we, we've done sell through, we've done, you know, a bunch of stuff like that to know and understand, uh, what to project in terms of inventory. Uh, some other tools, I mean, listen, man, like, you know, Instagram, uh, obviously is, is a very generic tool at this point, but that's really where our community was built. You know, we built and able to engage with the most. So that, and I think, you know, tools, offline tools as well. Um, you know, just a simple thank you card in every one of our orders. Like that is a tool that has, has, proven to make more friends out of customers from anything else, you know, because we put a, uh, Hey, how are you? And, and their name on the card and they're like blown away with that. So that's an offline tool. And then everything else, man, just in terms of Shopify, like Shopify is the tool that uh, is allowing, I think the people who wouldn't have necessarily been able to scale a business to really scale a business, you know, even the offerings from a Shopify capital, which we we've tested out just to see and understand how it works. But we, we are fortunate that we haven't had to use it thus far, but for the people who are, you know, trying to figure it out, there's really, there's great alternative ways to find funding nowadays. Um, so those kinds of tools I think are essential to help a business scale. Um, what what's your favorite tool right now? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Honestly, my current favorite tool, my favorite toy, co- revisiting Clavio automations. I know mm-hmm. it's like it's been a while since periodically I dive back into it and like going into the holidays. Yeah. That's where, you know, I, I want to maximize customer lifetime value. So my my current favorite toy is setting up the the two times automation that I learned from Ezra Firestone. And it, like he's told me th- Three or four years in a row, hey, set this up. Okay, well, this year I finally did it. Person makes a purchase. You wait 48 hours, send an email, and the email says, hey, thank you so much for purchasing from us. We appreciate your support. And if there's anything else you wanted to grab, here's a coupon code for 15% off. It's only good for 72 hours. And then and then I do like the personalized recommendation. Here's right. what's trending now. You know, to try and prompt it. And oh, of course that works. Of course that sells. You know, you, even if you have like 10 to 15% of people who use it, wow, that really will extend. You, know, you add it to the, the original order and suddenly the the value of that customer for the week goes up 50% or more. It, yeah. And it it's a thing you set up, you spend 30 minutes setting up once and then it just and keeps then it's done. paying dividends. In the example, it's like, oh, 15% off. And you know, in Ezra's case, it's their brand doesn't do a lot of discounting. So like keep that in mind yeah. and adjust accordingly. But it's not a tough thing to set up. It works pretty well. They, they're almost second nature to us. And, and, you know, maybe in a podcast like this, it's, it's about um, revealing the second nature tools and toys that we're using, but yeah, Clavio. I mean, we've got tons of flows set up between welcome flows and abandoned carts and uh, you know, thank you flows and stuff like that, like all set up that it, that, you know, how, what are the tools you're using to scale? Those are the things that you're doing you know, like you said, in a half an hour period or potentially more depending on your, you know, skill set and your ability to do it. But if you take that time and you build out those automations that A, feel personable and don't feel like, you know, it's just a computer knocking on your door. Um, you know, it's, it's that kind of stuff. We're working with Postscript for SMS that also tons of flows have been built out. Um, 
you know, we, we work with Root, which is like package insurance that uh, has just created far more trust from the jump uh, in terms of just people coming in and ordering for the first time because they know that they're not going to be screwed over and it's, you know, what, what is this one bone brand? Um, so yeah, I guess, I guess it's those generic tools that, uh, I guess really make up the day to day. We also love triple whale. Um, triple triple whale. whale. Have you heard about it? Triple whale. I we're running in uh, a store that that's large and has reporting needs and triple whale is, is really good and has been evolving very quickly. So yes. like I get an automated report, like at the end of, Every week and every month, like, okay, here's previous week, previous month, here's the KPIs you wanted, here's compared to the previous period. And it's just, it's automated. And like, I have better reports, I could do a similar thing um, as this, but uh, like for strict, just I don't want to screw around, I want to just plug in nice automated reporting. Triple Whale, really nice. Yeah, really, really nice. And plug quite and, a few apps here today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, let's go. I'll send uh, out invoices to the lot of you later. Please do and, and get me the discounts too when you're getting them, okay? <laughs> my my other favorite toy is having discovered the ABC analysis report in Shopify. Okay. It's an inventory report in which it breaks down your products by Pareto's principle. So it'll say, here's the, the 20% of products that are responsible for 80% of your revenue. And those get letter grade A. And then it'll be yeah. like, here's the 15% or here's the products that are responsible for 15% of your revenue, letter grade B, and anything that is the 5% or less of your revenue, letter grade C. And, and so does, does it break it down like with variants and stuff as well? Or, uh, you know, I haven't, I don't recall. Oh, I was looking be. at it as um, product title, probably. Okay. Like if you do, if it doesn't mess with edit columns, I bet it'll yeah. do it. Um, yeah, because it'd be nice to know like color and size and like, yeah. okay, what's driving revenue here? But I've been running that a lot lately for merchandising on the homepage, going to the holidays. Like, I want to know, okay, what's the stuff? Like, right. the C-grade stuff, that's all going in clearance. The 50% off, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Like, ultra deals, be gone. <laughs> and the the A-grade stuff, that's like what I want to put front and center because I right. know, especially on the homepage, like, the, the stuff people are most likely to buy is the things that are most likely to get people to start shopping. Yeah. And like, no, with absolutely. a larger catalog, it gets harder. For sure. If you have 200 items, 500 items, it, it's tough to know what you should put out there versus, you know, like you have a, a, a very curated catalog. Of like here's yeah. our, here's the products we, go. We do. And, and, you know, we've, we've created this structure where we like drop something new basically every two weeks. Um, and I think that that's created a lot of, you know, fun excitement for our customers. You know, is every one of our customers buying something new on our drop? No but a good amount of them are because we're at the point now where we're literally buying as much fabric as we can and we'll make it and it'll be represented in, you know, somewhat of a limited piece that we're releasing. Um, and so our customers know that like, if they sleep on something the day it's dropped, that could be a problem because there, there might not be one tomorrow, you know, or in two weeks when they're able. So it's created this really interesting uh, kind of hype where, you know, unless you're buying like Yeezys or something, as a big man, we were never really able to get into that sort of hype driven fashion because we couldn't buy it. <laughs> it didn't fit us. So I think that the, it's created this cool, um, 
you know, sort of experience for our customers where they feel really exclusive. Um, and they are because we're, we're literally making as much as we can and it's selling out quite quickly, which again, good problem to have. Um, but I know yeah, that so it's that hype beast style of like flash sale product launch, limited edition selling can be you know frustrating for people. If it's like, I just want to buy a thing. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, I like for fashion items where there are plenty of alternatives. Like I don't have to buy this particular pair of, of, you know, fuchsia Nikes. Yeah. Um, I will, I'll live and there will be other yeah. shoes I can buy. <laughs> yeah. So for that stuff, I, I, it's a, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. And it's also one of those things where, um, like it's great for the business because you know, you're running a limited run of items Yeah. and you could do re-releases and it's an easy way to, to fill the content hole in that you've got yeah. like these continuous relaunches going that you could do. I really, I love it on, on both ends of the equation. I love buying stuff and then seeing it sell out. And you know, I love uh, the, the practicality of it for the merchant. Yeah, same. And, and you know, we, it's, it's almost built out this kind of like accessible, you know, hype beast sort of mentality where like, you know, at any given point, somebody could go and buy many, many, many pieces of one bone, you know, from any one of our t-shirts or short sleeve hoodies or, you know, whatever. Uh, but when those sort of pieces drop, every two weeks, it's a bit of a mystery. Uh, like, is this going to be, you know, gone in an hour or is it going to be a thing that like is around for a little while? So it's, it's accessible hype beast, uh, as we like to call it. <laughs> That's cool. No, I like that approach. Uh, and if I wanted to purchase some more one bone items, where should I go? Uh, you should go to onebone.com. That's, uh, that's our website. That's where everything happens. All the magic happens there. Uh, but if you have any questions about sizing or anything like that, um, you know, the, the easiest move is as well. We have chat on our website, uh, where somebody will most likely respond right away. Um, or you could send us a DM on Instagram and we get back to all DMS and, and sizing questions or questions about material and et cetera. Uh, we're always here. We're always, we're always around. It's what we enjoy. I love it. I got to go do some t-shirt shopping. Adam Greenberg, onebone.com. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Ah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. If you have an e-commerce business and a creative mindset, or you just like fiddling with your settings like me, then you need the Flex theme by Out of the Sandbox. There's never been a better time to upgrade. Flex has just been updated to Online Store 2.0, which means you get the latest and greatest, like faceted collection filtering, app block support, and more sections than ever for your product, page, and collection templates. That's why when it comes to creative freedom, there's no better theme than Flex. If you want to try it out, Out of the Sandbox even offers a 14-day money-back guarantee. Head over to outofthesandbox.com unofficial, and don't forget to use the promo code KURT20 for 20% off your theme. That's K-U-R-T-2-0 to try Flex today. If you'd like to help us spread the joy of entrepreneurship, please give us a five-star review and tell your friends to subscribe. If you're listening on a smartphone, tap or swipe up over the cover art of this podcast. You'll find some episode notes, including links to sites we discussed, and maybe some details you missed. You'll also find offers from our sponsors. So please support our show by supporting them. And thank you. The unofficial Shopify podcast was recorded and hosted by me, Kurt Elster, produced by my business partner, Paul Rita, for our Shopify partner agency, EtherCycle. Check us out.
at EtherCycle.com. Thanks for listening.